You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. When it comes to the righteous, the righteous can be defined as the children of God. From a New Testament, a church standpoint, the righteous can be defined as Christians. People that have submitted to Jesus as Lord and Savior. And uh, I'm happy about being a Christian. I'm happy about being submitted to Jesus. And he is in truth my Savior. The reason I am what I am. The reason I came out of what I was wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in is because he saved me. How many have the testimony God delivered you? And isn't it wonderful that he continues to deliver us? Because as righteous people, uh, we know we're not perfect. I say to righteous people, we know that we are not perfect. Matter of fact, I want you to consider just a couple of things in, in the book of Proverbs in reference to righteous people not being perfect. Go with me to uh, Proverbs 24, Proverbs 24, because some people think when you're righteous, that means you're perfect, but no, 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 you're not perfect, but you strive. Yeah, you strive to live right. Now, if you, you, uh, now on the flip side of that, if, if you're righteous, you're not going to play with mess. You're not going to be a messy person. Consider Proverbs 25 and 26. Ready? And just, just the first few words. A righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring and a polluted well. But notice the first few words. A righteous man who what? Falters or stumbles, makes a mistake. Now, that means that you can be righteous, but you will what? Falter. But, but look at the impact you'll have on people. People need to know that if you say you're Christian, you're striving to what? To live right. You're going to fall, but don't let it be. You may falter, but don't let it be something that you do all the time. Strive to live right. Amen? Let's read it one more time. A righteous man who? Before the wicked is like a? And a polluted what? And folk going to look at you, especially you telling folk that you one thing, but you're doing something else. If you're righteous, you're going to strive to be right. True? Consider Proverbs, the 24th chapter, and verse 16. For a righteous man may 
fall, what? And do what? But the wicked shall fall by calamity. And basically what the proverb is saying to us is that if you're truly righteous, if you do mess up, you're going to get up. You're going to correct yourself and keep moving forward. You're not going to wallow in your mess or the mess that you fell in. Right? How many agree with that? Show hands. So being righteous says that you're not flawless. But it also says about you that you're going to strive to do what's right. I said you're going to strive to do what's right. Is that true? Now, when it comes to the righteous, you also need to understand that first, if you're righteous, God is going to bless you. Yeah. If you're righteous, God is going to bless you. Consider Proverbs, the 10th chapter. If you're righteous, God is going to bless you. You're going to be blessed. Proverbs 10 and 6. First clause. Ready? I want you to help me read this. On, on one, read. One. Some of y'all ain't happy about it. You would have read a little louder if you were happy about it. Let's try it one more time on one. One. If you are righteous, the Lord going to bless you. You can't stay broke if you're righteous. You may start out in the poorhouse, but you're not going to end up in the poorhouse if you're righteous. Righteous folk will be blessed of God. Get it in your being. Righteous folk will be blessed of God. I don't care where you came from. I don't care if you came from the worst side of the city. The worst side of the nation. The worst side of the world. If you are righteous or living according to God's word, you are going to be blessed. God will make you the head and not the tail. He will cause you to live above and not beneath. Israel came out of slavery, but God told him, I'm going to bless you to the point to where everywhere the foot of everywhere your feet tread, you're going to be blessed. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the country. You'll be blessed in your house. You will be blessed outside your house. And when he talked about blessing them, he was basically saying to them, you're going to be productive in every aspect of your life because of being righteous. Because you're striving to live according to my will. God will bless you. And, and understand something. When, when God blesses you, what that means. Consider Proverbs 10 and 22. 
Ready? The blessing of the Lord makes one and he adds no sorrow. What? When God blesses you, you're going to be rich. You're going to prosper. You're going to have great success in every aspect of your life. But pastor, it ain't happening right now. Well, you, you, you trying to act like what you're going through right now is the conclusion. Say to your neighbor, what you're facing right now is not the conclusion. If you're righteous, God gonna bless you. If you're righteous, God gonna bless you. In every aspect. Now don't, don't, don't get caught up on blessing mean money. No, blessing mean that God is going to cause your life to be benefited in every aspect. You're going to be a happy person. Even when all that can go wrong is going wrong, you're still going to be happy. Why? Because God has blessed you. And the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with the... Don't tell me you're living for God and you're sad all the time. Don't tell me you're living for God and you complain all the time. Don't tell me you're living for God and you got your lip poked out all the time. You ain't living for God if you got your lip poked out all the time. If you are Christian, you are blessed. You are blessed. I said you are blessed. You got the most important person on your side, God. You got the most important person backing you up. I mean it when I tell folk, can't nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus. Do you mean it when you tell folks like that? And some of us know the blessing of God will make you rich. Look at how your life has changed since you've been Christian. Look at how your life has changed since Jesus became your Savior and your Lord. No, you're not flawless. You don't dot every I and cross every T, but you strive to do what God would have you do. And we can tell it by your life. If you know you're blessed, look at two folk and tell them I'm a blessed man or woman. Some of y'all didn't say it like you really meant it. Say it if you really mean it. Tell somebody I am blessed. From my crown to the sole of my feet. I am blessed. Follow me 24-7 and you will see that God been good to me. Let me take you back to my past and show you how far God done. For I am blessed. You better high five three folks and tell them you're looking at a blessed somebody. You're looking at a blessed somebody. 
Folks said I wouldn't make it. Folks said I wouldn't come out of the hole I was in. But it wasn't nobody but Jesus that pulled me out of the hole. It wasn't nobody but Jesus that blessed me when I didn't have a pot to twiddle in nor a yard to throw it in. It wasn't nobody but the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, sit down. But get this, get this. God will bless you. But he'll also test or try you. I said he'll also test or try you. I got Bible to back me up. It ain't nothing like having a backup that's biblical. Come on, go with me to Psalm 11. Consider Psalm the eleventh chapter. Boy, this, this this is this is just a wonderful and profound verse here in Psalm eleven and verse five. Just that first clause is what I want you to get. The Lord test the righteous. Will you help me with these few words? The Lord tests the righteous. You're righteous? You're going to be tested. Was Daniel righteous? Yes. And he was tested. Get this. In a lion's den. Were the Hebrew boys righteous? Yes. And God tried them. Well, in a fiery furnace. If you are righteous and being tested, quit acting like it's not normal. as if something is wrong. It's nothing wrong when a child of God is tested. Peter understood it. That's the reason he penned in 1 Peter 4 and 12. Think it not strange concerning what? The fiery trial which is to try you. What do you want us to do, Peter? Rejoice! Walk, I got to tish. I got to examine you. Walker, I'm omniscient. I'm not going to examine you so, so I can find out what's going on. I, I'm going to examine you or take you through it so you can see yourself. You've been telling me if I need somebody, send you or, or here you are. So I'm going to test you and, and let you see if you meant what you said. Because some of us say stuff in the heat of the moment, but don't mean what we say. Lord, if you need somebody, here am I, send me. Oh, Lord, I'll go. But before God send you, he's going to have to test you. 
Gonna have to put a little heat up under your feet. Gonna have to throw you into a ditch and see how you act. Gonna have to allow your family to turn their back on you and talk about you big time and see if you still gonna give him a hallelujah. If you still gonna turn in victory. Gonna have to allow you to experience some loss, some pain, some hurt and see if you're still gonna be a member of the praise team. Some folks are no longer in the choir because they couldn't take the heat. Some folks are no longer a part of the ministry because they couldn't take the fire. Some folks no longer have a hallelujah or a smile on their face because God allowed them to go through something that they couldn't. Say to your neighbor, they couldn't do it. They got to crying like a little baby boy or girl. I know God want me to be such as a, what we going to see. Because to whom much is given, much is required. He going to test you before he puts you in that position. God bless me with my heart's desire. Oh God bless me with this, that, and the other. Okay, but let me test you first. Sons of Zebedee were, were, were saying to Jesus, matter of fact, got their mama to go to Jesus. They say, look, I, I want my sons to sit on your side. I want one to be on your right side and one to be on your left side. Jesus said, it ain't up to me. If they're on my right or my left side. But then he asked the question, are they able to bear? Can you handle? See, folk want things and they really don't know what they're asking. Oh, Pastor, I sure want to be a shepherd. Oh, okay. 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 I just really feel like God is leading me to do so. Okay. Okay. See, see you got some folks that, that look at Sunday morning and, and they say, oh yeah. That's what I want right there. They, they look at Sunday morning and, and, and think that there were no battles. Or there are no battles before you get to Sunday morning. It's a lot of folks want what you have, but they don't understand what it takes to get to the place that you are. be a good wife I would be yeah okay well let's just take you through a few rounds to see if you even ready to be married cause there's a whole lot of folk 
that were just begging and pleading, oh God, send me a spouse, send me a man, send me a woman, and as soon as God The whole prayer chat, oh God, get me out of this. Get me out of this, Lord. I didn't know, Lord. Say to your neighbor, you're going to be tested. going to be tested. Wherever you are in God, it took something for you to get to that place. It does not matter if God bless you to be able to do something in the church or outside of the church. It took something for you to get to the place that you're in. And some folks look at the finished product. And they be talking about that's what they want to be. That's what they want to do. But I'm telling you, God will test you. Don't you ever think when God got through testing Job, Daniel, Peter, and Paul that he shut down on testing folk. There are folk in here right now that are going through things. You holding on? They don't even want to go through You think Joe wanted to lose his children? You think Joe wanted his wife to stab him in the back? You think Daniel wanted to be cast into a lion's den? You think, hey, Lord, cast me in it? No. Some of, some of us, the very thing you're going through right now, you didn't choose it. See, 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 God would not allow you to choose your own test. See, if God allowed me to choose my own test, it'll be an easy test. I know, yeah, I'm going to be able to pass. I'm just going to walk right through this right here. Yeah, I can step over that. One, two, three. Give it to me now, Lord. No, God ain't going to do that. God have them test to where you looking up at the wall and knowing you don't have the ability to climb it. And so you got to go to God and asking God, Lord, how in the world am I going to make it through what I'm going through? Daniel knew naturally he was not going to survive the lion's den. That's the reason before they threw him in and while he was in there, he was seeking the face of God. 
The Hebrew boys had a testimony and was praising God before they went in the furnace because they knew if we get in that furnace, naturally speaking, we ain't going to be able to handle that fire. So we got to give God the praise before we get in the furnace. We got to let God know that we are trusting him before we get thrown in that heat. Because if he ain't with us in that heat, we're going to get burned to a crisp. And I be letting God know, Lord, I don't know what you're going to send my way, but I want you to know up front I need you. I don't need you part of the way. I don't need you three-fourths of the way. I need you a hundred percent. I need you to be what you said you would be in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the author and the finisher of my faith. Say to your neighbor, you're going to be tried. And one way, you're going to be tried is found in Psalm 34 and 19. Affliction is going to come. Look at the text. Many are the affliction of the righteous. Let me just work with that and you help me work with it. Many are the affliction of bearing. No, I, I told you I need you to help me work with a Barry. Because Barry righteous. If you're righteous, you can put your name now. We can even do it corporately. Many are the afflictions of a place of refuge. Affliction has to do with being tested or tried, get this, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, and in other aspects of your life. Going through affliction in your body. Then you got some going, going through affliction in the family. Many are the what? Afflictions. I can't understand why this is happening in my family. Because God, the sovereign one, is permitting it, righteous child of God. I do, right? What is happening in my body? Because God, the sovereign one, is allowing it to happen to your body. Quit thinking it's strange. And, and quit trying to pray away what God sent for a test. Oh, God, move it. No, it's a test. Oh, God, take it away. No, it's a test. 
Oh God, let sinners go through this only. Oh no, this is for the righteous too. Righteous folk are tested. Righteous folk are afflicted mentally. I I used to think the worst beat down was physical. Until the Lord allowed me to go through some mental affliction. Then he turned around and allowed me to go through some emotional affliction. Those type afflictions to where you can't even get in the bed because you got to pray for some peace. Physical affliction to the point to where, yeah, you, you got a Serta or you got some other nice mattress, but you still can't get comfortable. You try to turn to your right, then you turn to your left, then you even get on your stomach, and sometimes you flip over on your back, but you still can't find any peace. Why? Because you are being afflicted and God is allowing it to see, child of God, what you're going to think, say, and do in the midst of your trial. And she says she want to be used by me. I'm going to let her husband get on her last nerve. She's going to be afflicted emotionally by her husband. And I'm going to see if she's going to still be a fireball preacher. I'm going to see if she's still going to lead the praise service. He got real quiet. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how God will use folks you love to afflict him? I mean, Job at his lowest point and all of a sudden, his wife come. You still praising God? No. You just need to curse. You just need to curse God and die. God will allow your loved ones to be the instrument of your affliction. He will allow you to be afflicted financially to see if you're going to trust him to still open up the windows, pour you out a blessing. You ain't got no room to receive it. 
You're going through it financially, but, but in your mind, you're thinking, well, may, what's the good of giving the tithes? And see, God is just looking to see what's going on in your mind and if you're going to do something that's in contrast to his will. Why? It's a test. It's a test. Can I be honest with you? I, I done been through just about every type test it is. And they hurt. I said they hurt. But God expects you, child of God, to give him glory in the midst of you going through whatever test he allows you to go through. Because though he tests you, he expects you in the midst of your warfare to continue to worship him, get this, in spirit and truth. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm so hurting. Yeah, but I still need you to preach. And this is what I want you to preach. But Lord, I'm, I'm, you want me to preach this, but I'm going through this. Yeah, and I want you to preach it, and I want you to let the Holy Ghost have his way, even though you're going through this. Lord, I'm going through it in my body, but you still want me to do this physically? Yeah. But Lord, that's going to be tough. It ain't going to be, it ain't going to be as tough as it was for me to be beaten 39 times. And have what Peter called a treat. See, it wasn't no little bitty 10 pound pole what Jesus was taking up. Get this, the hill. Had a tree on his back and, and, and blood was running from his crown to the sole of his feet. And here he is toting the tree up a hill. And because he was going too slow for folk, they done got him some assistance. But even though they got him some physical assistance, they, they did not understand that, that it wasn't just the weight of the tree. The Bible said he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He took all of them stripes so we could be healed. So he, he was filling everything that we would have to go through in his body. I got a headache. I ain't going to be able to sing this morning, bro, Rick. I got a headache. A headache? You ain't going to be able to get up and sing because of a headache? But you telling everybody you following Jesus? What? Come on here, girl. Yeah, this, this, this arthritis and bonsitis cutting up the deck. I, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to be able to go this morning. Feel like my foot about to fall off. 
But you say you follow in Jesus. Get, get, get what Jesus said in, in reference to your affliction. Take up your cross and follow me. There are some of us, uh, that we can't even pass like test. They're going to be quick. I, I'm going to hurry up and get this done. Because what I'm about to say is going to get on somebody's nerve, but I got to say it. You can't even pass like test. Do you understand? He, he told his disciples, he said, look, if any of y'all coming after me, deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me. You know what he said? You're going to be tested. And it's going to be like a cross. It's going to be very painful. And I don't just need you to take it, but I need you to take it and follow me. And, and see, the Lord will allow us to go through some easy testing. I mean, real simple stuff. And some of them won't even pass real simple stuff. Lord, say, I'm, I'm going I'm to bless her, but I'm, I'm going to see if, if she will do such and such. Something, something you, you can do easily, but then you don't do it. And then the Lord said, well, no, I can't use her. I can't use her the way she telling me she want me to use her because she won't even go through this simple test. He starts off even when it comes to afflictions like what Paul said, light. Afflictions. Afflictions that only last for a minute. A little day of afflictions. But see, sometimes God will allow you to go through years of affliction. And you're going through it for years. But, but in the midst of you going through all of that affliction, you know what God is doing? Delivering you. Why? Because you're going through it the way he told you to go through it. See, see, deliverance does not just mean that God has brought you completely out. See, God is so awesome to where he can give you deliverance even though the thing is still attacking your body. Even though the thing is still attacking your mind. Paul had an affliction to the point to where in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, the Bible says that he went before God three times and, and asked him about delivering him of his affliction. And God replied to Paul by saying just a few words, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength, get this, is made perfect in your weakness. Paul, I know this thing has got you weak, but my grace is going to give you the strength you need in order to fulfill what I have ordained for you to do. And so God was giving him deliverance even though the affliction was still present. 
And see, you have to understand something. God, if you submit yourself to God and, and you take that cross and you get to following Him, He may not move the pain, but He will give you exactly what you need in order to go through what you're going through. That's the reason Paul said to the church of Corinth, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common unto man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tested above that which you are able. But with the trial will also make a way of escape so you will be able to bear it. God is looking out for you even in the midst of what you're going through. He just wants you to keep giving Him the praise, keep worshiping Him, remain true to Him, even though you're being afflicted, even though you're going through it emotionally, financially, physically, or in some other aspect of your life. God wants you to remain true to Him. There have been times to where it took every every ounce of strength in my body just to make it in here and to preach the gospel. But as soon as I got behind the pulpit, that was a strength that hit me from my crown to the sole of my feet. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And God is no respecter of person. If God has ordained for you to do something, He will give you the grace of the strength you need in order to fulfill your purpose. Don't you ever allow what you're going through to stop you from, from walking in what God has ordained for you to walk in. Paul was so going through it in his body as well as in his mind to where the enemy put across his across his thinking that you ought to just stop preaching the gospel. But Paul immediately said, Whoa! be unto me if I preach not the gospel of Jesus Christ. He had to say it because he knew that was part of his purpose. And some of us, we are not going to allow our affliction to beat on us to the point to where it's going to get us out of the will of God. We're going to press our way despite what we're going through in our mind, despite what we're going through in our body, despite what we're going through in our finances. If I'm talking about you I need you to high five at least three four and tell them I got to move forward despite what I'm going through oh I got to move forward despite what I'm going through and say to your neighbor when you press your way even though you're going through it in your body even though you're going through it in your finances, even though you're going through it in other aspects of your life, it moves God. I said it moves God. It moves God to the point to where He will bring you out of whatever you're going through. That's the reason the psalmist penned, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him or her out of them all. Look at your neighbor and say you're coming out of whatever you're going through, child of God. Good God, you need to run and tell one more person you're coming out of whatever you're going through. Ooh, somebody receiving the word. Just look at somebody with your hands waving like this and say I'm coming out of what I'm going through. 
Yeah, I'm going through it, but I'm coming out. Yeah, I'm going through it financially, but God getting ready to bless me, good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. I'm coming out of all that I'm going through. Am I talking about you? Many of the afflictions of the but the Lord shall deliver me, deliver you. Get this out of all. Pastor been going through it 10 years out of all. Pastor, it's been hurting for days now. Out of Get this in my clothes. The wonderful thing about Psalm 34 and 19 is that it's a promise. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him or her out of them all. That's a promise. Second Corinthians 1 and 20, many, well, Second Corinthians 1 and 20, all of the promises of God in him are and amen. You think God can deliver me out of what I'm going through, Pastor? Let me show you something. Now, hold on, hold on. I know you do, but let me show you something anyway. I'm closing. I'm closing, but I got to read this scripture in Jeremiah. Good God. I could preach a little more, but no, it's time to quit. Jeremiah 32, 17. But y'all can get the CD and I'll preach all over again. But I got to close it now. Jeremiah 32 and 17, ready? Oh, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth. How many believe that? How many know that? And by your what kind of power? And stretched arm, which also represents his, his power. But look how he closes the verse. There is nothing what? For who? Because when you talk about a God that's going to deliver every righteous person, that's going to take some power. And don't ever get in your mind, well, I know he brought brother so-and-so out, but he may choose not. Why did he put it? Why does Psalm 34 and 19 say, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God shall deliver him or her out of them all. You know why it's there? Because God meant what he said. And God is not going to say Anything that he does not mean. And I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. 
please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.